BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Breaking Beauty podcast, the show all about breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty, hosted by your two longtime beauty editors from the magazine world turned beauty podcasters. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. We're here every single Wednesday in your feed. Thank you for joining us as always. Hey, Carlene. Yes. Hey, Jill. And we are touching on a bit of a touchy subject today, and that is cosmetic surgery. Welp. (laughs) And I say touchy because I know that there is, you know, a positivity movement happening Mm -hmm. in beauty. And I love that. So whether we're talking about body positivity, acne, skin tones, body hair. And there's also what increasingly feels like it's on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is ozempic, plastic surgery, things that feel somewhat drastic that result in like a visible transformation in one's appearance. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot here and see if you remember it. What was your opening line at Create and Cultivate for looking ahead to 2024 trends? What's <laughs> What was the summation? It was that people want to look as naturally beautiful as possible and they will get there by any unnatural means. Wait, <laughs> this is what I kept <laughs> Let's do it. Let's on. do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. People want to look as naturally beautiful as possible and they will do whatever it takes to get there by any unnatural means necessary. Ding, 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 ding. You did it. There we go. And I think that's exactly kind of what you're saying here is like, just woke up like this is very prevalent. But, you know, sometimes you have to do a little nip or a tuck to get there and you don't have to, but you can. Yeah. Right. It's not a should. Mm -hmm. This episode is not about a should. I just personally, I've got to be real to myself. Yeah. This is a topic I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I've talked to you guys a lot about my wonky eye and I have ptosis in one eye and I've hooded eyelids. So I'm really thinking about getting bleph or blepharoplasty. And so if I'm out there getting consultations and I'm interested, you know, I want to bring you guys in on that journey. I think that a certain number of our listeners are interested. You're interested in transformation on some level Mm -hmm. when it comes to beauty or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, you know? Yeah. It's really all about those choices at the end of the day. And I, I just think Mm -hmm. that we want to be, you know, reporting just like we would in our magazine days on what is out there, what is happening in the ether. You can't ignore these things. We're not, we're not promoting it one way or the other, but it, it is an option. And, you know, some people might choose this option. So if you are, considering mm-hmm. doing cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery. I personally, as a beauty editor, want you to be informed yeah. and educated with the real experts. And that is part of my job. So with that little disclosure, we have to introduce our esteemed guest of the hour. His name is Dr. Roddy Raban. He is a Beverly Hills board certified plastic surgeon, and he actually has his own podcast too called Plastic Surgery Uncensored, where he gets very unfiltered and he talks to patients, former patients. He talks to industry experts about everything from procedures that are unregulated that are popping up, what to look for, what's a red flag in a practitioner. He talks about taboos. He offers up advice 
and he answers the sorts of questions you would want to know directly from a surgeon. And our topic of the hour is about this plastic surgery light trend we're seeing everywhere this year. So I've really noticed this, Jill. This really piqued my interest. Mini facelifts, micro neck lift, non-surgical nose jobs, all of these things that are just short of going under the knife or going under the knife a little bit, but not, you know, to the max. And I feel like these treatments sound so much more appealing, so accessible. Mm -hmm. The before and afters on Instagram are just amazing. I've sent them to you before. But are these options as breezy as they sound? That's what we're getting to the bottom of today. Dr. Roddy is going to tell us whether these quote unquote mini treatments or mini procedures are really worth it. What are the pros? What are the cons? Is there a sure bet like Botox for lifting your neck out there? And stay tuned until the end for a message from Dr. Roddy on the intersection of social media, plastic surgery and mental health. I think he has a very unique perspective. And of course, anything that he does mention today, we will link to those procedures or treatments over on our website, which is breakingbeautypodcast.com. And we would really like to hear your feedback on this episode. So slide into our DMs. And don't forget to share this episode, rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Sharing is caring. Grateful that Nutrafol is one of our longtime show partners. Do you ever wish that you had visibly thicker looking hair or if you're like me, less shedding overall? You can join the thousands of women getting their best hair days yet with Nutrafol. So Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible hair thickness and strength. And Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting those root causes of thinning. So everything from stress to hormones, environment, nutrition, and lifestyle and metabolism, it's really about this whole body health approach. And Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women, everything from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, Nutrafol has you covered. And each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code breaking, find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code breaking. That's Nutrafol.com. Use promo code breaking. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Raddy. So what's the number one piece of advice you have for listeners who might be interested in getting one of the procedures we talk about today? You know, we're going to be talking about surgical and non-surgical cosmetic enhancements in order to reduce the chance of potential perils. I feel like it is a bit of a minefield out there. There is this belief, it's a lie, that if I go to somewhere and someone's wearing a white coat and they promote a procedure, that there is this overarching umbrella governing body that is supervising this whole entity mm -hmm. and this person is legit and they know what they're doing and right. what they're doing is proven false like it's not yeah it, this, this isn't this isn't it's not nasa there's no one regulating this so first and foremost you these are my suggestions to you first you got to know 
who is the practitioner, the individual mm -hmm. physically doing whatever it is from as small as Botox to as big as I'm having a surgical procedure. So this idea that there are cosmetic, first of all, some of them are not even doctors. We have doctors, mm -hmm. we have nurse practitioners, we have physician assistants, we have nurses, and then we have a laundry list of other initials that don't even have anything. So yes, there was a guy that I was on, I was on Instagram and I had to do a comment. The guy was a physician assistant, which is just not a doctor. Yeah. And he's doing these liposuction procedures in Texas from which I guess there you can sort of be supervised. So that's what I'm talking about. I see. Right. So number one, know the level of the individual, like actually ask, you know, there's almost this idea, like if I ask, it's inappropriate. No, it's not. Call ahead. Hey, is Jane Smith, who's doing the procedure, who is she? What is she? Where right. did she go to school? Yeah. What did she train in? LinkedIn. The problem with that is that then there's all this jargon that comes after it. And mm -hmm. they're like, well, she's a head of the academy of the da-da-da-da-da, which is all self-made. So first know if they're doctors, not doctors. Then you yeah. need to know if they're board certified, if they're not board certified. One big confusion is the idea of plastic surgeon versus cosmetic surgeon. There is no cosmetic surgery school. Mm -hmm. There's OBGYN, pediatrics, orthopedics, yeah. da, 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 plastic surgery. Several years ago, the whole group of people who were doing other things that they didn't like, OB, general surgery, taking out gallbladders, they're like, screw this, man. I'm over this shit. I'm not mm -hmm. even getting paid for this. Down the hall, Dr. Roddy, he's making a boatload of money. I want to do liposuction. And lo and behold, came out the world of cosmetic surgeons, mm -hmm. aka people who have other training who don't want to do their other training. And then they created their parallel universe <laughs> where they give themselves their own degrees. It's yeah. the dark web, in my opinion. I'll probably get shot down for this because mm -hmm. no one's allowed to go against the grain. And then they created their own degrees and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So they call themselves cosmetic surgeons and they'll tell you they're board certified. But you need to ask, are you board certified in plastic surgery? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you were an OBGYN. Board and certified. So you got what's yeah. the What's the website to go to? So you go to American Board of Plastic Surgery and you find the do a doctor in your area. Now, doesn't mean that they're not going to be a hack. It means that <laughs> you've begun the search. At least you've eliminated yeah, all the sure. noise. Right. And so if they're not board certified and they're mm -hmm. not in, a, in the American Board of Plastic Surgery, don't bother. Because at least you've gone to the top of the training pool. Right, right. Then you go and do the other things. Mm -hmm. You go and look at a bunch of reviews, all with a grain of salt, because you can just have yes. your aunt write you a review. You go look at their before and afters, all with a grain of salt, because they alter them. Mm -hmm. You go and you go to the, <laughs> the, the medical board of that state. That can't be altered. Yeah. And if there's something there, move on to the next doctor. Right. Right. And you add the sum total. But what you don't do, to answer your question, mm -hmm. is go on social media. And that's where everyone gets their yeah. information from. This doctor's legit. Why? Blue check mark, several hundred thousand followers. And this influencer went there and gave him a shout out. That's your credentials. What right. the hell happened to like school? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. School schmool. But Susie at, you know, blah, 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 went there. And she, those, the, you know, in a, what state was it? In France, this was very important. This is where legislation comes in. Mm -hmm. In France, similar to the transparency idea, you can't, as, a, as an influencer, you can't promote anyone without telling them that you got paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether that is free services. Right. So all these doctors who utilize this collab, they call it. Yeah. I've never collabed in my entire life. Mm -hmm. But if you collab, then you need to say, I collabed. Yeah. Like, I'm getting my Botox because it's free. Right. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So those are some of the elements. And the truth of the matter is that it's a sum total of things. There is no easy right yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So true. Now, I want to ask you, this is a real life scenario. So I really want to get bleph, blepharoplasty, mm -hmm. but I have phytosis in yeah. one eye. Is that the eyelid's a little saggy in comparison to the other one, despite the excess skin. Just so right. people know what Yes, thank is. you. The educator is here. That's why you're here. So I am very particular and nervous about who I go to. As you should be. Where Because it's an asymmetry thing. And yeah, anyways, you should, it's your eyes. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so I went to a place, there's a really, there's a dermatologist we really trust in the city, and he recommended that I go to this one particular doctor at this institute but when I went, I asked for before and afters and they said that they don't have those because of patient privacy issues. And I was like, it just stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. And so is that valid? Like, what are the red flags that 
you know. It's a perfect question. I think that's a beautifully stated. Number one, never ever go to just one dude and be like, found him. This is the man. Love mm -hmm. at first sight. That's right. insane. Mm -hmm. Let's say you go to your doctor <laughs> sure. and you're like, this doctor's amazing. Articulate, says what he needs to do, mm -hmm. everything. You go to at least one other, if not three in total, and you have a point of reference. You cannot make a line without at least two points. So you go to the other two doctors only to find out that, yes, your intuition was absolutely right. The first one was amazing. Or like, oh my God, I didn't realize I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. So that's number one. Okay. Secondly, no doctor who's going to operate on you should not have before and afters. And let me explain you why. When you start, of course, you don't have before and afters. And I did it too. I 20 years ago, I started. Yeah. And that's my problem. Right. You do not need to be the one who gives them necessarily their, their before and afters. They'll get it. Yeah. They'll get it through friends and family and giving discounts or whatever. If you want to be that person, then so be it. But in general, there are enough doctors mm -hmm. that you don't need to be that person. So yes, there is some degree of anonymity. For example, I do mommy makeovers and then I do facelifts. Perfect example. And I have 4,550 pictures of mommy makeovers and I have 150 making it up facelifts. So I don't have nearly as many because probably 75% of the patients are like, no, I don't want you using my photos. Having said that, I've done enough of these where there are enough photos. I'm not talking about two mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about seven. Enough where you can go through them and what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. You're looking for consistency of results. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for someone that looks like you. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for oh, that eyelid on the right is also, you're looking for, wow, the overwhelming 80-20 Mm -hmm. of these photos, these people look pretty damn good. Yeah. And no one can tell you that's right or wrong because it's yeah. your preference. Right. So absolutely, I would never go to an aesthetic surgeon who doesn't have sufficient before and afters and you must like most of them. And if that's not mm -hmm. the case, check next on guy. To the next. There Moving are on. so many providers. Yeah, All right. totally. All right. Well, Carlene, book that appointment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Macy's. Happy almost Thanksgiving to all of our listeners in the U.S. Those of us in Canada, we've already been there, done that this year, just saying. But because of that, I can tell you all the things that you're definitely going to want to have the perfect holiday this year. And it all starts at Macy's because hot tip, their early Black Friday access has already started. So get all the kitchen gear you need to tackle everything from roasting the perfect turkey to baking pumpkin pie. So at my house, one of the things that happens, my mother-in-law is obsessed with keeping the gravy hot. So she usually just brings a small amount to the table and leaves the rest on the stove. Meanwhile, we're all like, where's the gravy at? Anyway, I'm on the Macy's site right now. They have a set of two gravy boats with matching warmer stands where you put a little candle under it. They're already 30% off. I mean, amazing. This would be a massive hit at my house. All kinds of modern, low-stem wine glasses, like really minimalist aesthetic. I mean, we've broken, I don't know how many in my house. Could always use those. And don't forget home decor for the ultimate holiday vibes. We're talking candles, leafy patterns, cozy knit throws for the family movies. I mean, who's not going to watch Home Alone when you're in that turkey coma after you've eaten the whole feast? Crank that fireplace. I am there. And what happens if you need something real quick? You suddenly realize we are completely out of autumnal napkins. This will not do. No worries. You can order with same-day delivery powered by DoorDash. You can pick up in store or use curbside pickup. Just head on over to Macy's.com for the ultimate in inspiration and deals, I might add. Sending big hugs to you and all your loved ones and a very happy Thanksgiving. This episode is brought to you in part by High Smile. In case you missed it, we aired an episode all about Smile Care 101. It was just a few weeks ago now. And our guest was the epic professor of dental science for 40 years, Dr. Lawrence Walsh. And let me tell you, he was blowing my mind this entire interview. It was so good. I learned so much. I mean, he debunked Reddit oral care hacks and he spilled the tea on what the most effective electric toothbrush is. So you got to check it out. And Dr. Walsh also serves as the scientific advisor for High Smile, the global leading smile care brand, providing smile care solutions for every smile concern across whitening, brightening, and everyday care. And Dr. Walsh also gave us the scoop on one of the most buzzy 
smile care products out there right now. And that's the High Smile V34 Color Corrector Serum. It's a tooth brightener serum. You might have seen it on TikTok. It's been referred to as purple toothpaste and the V34 Color Corrector Serum. It's just a runaway bestseller. One sells every two seconds. And how it works is that after you brush your teeth, normally you actually apply the V34 Color Corrector Serum you work it into your teeth before rinsing, and then your teeth, voila, instantly look brighter. And how it works is kind of the same idea as color correction and makeup, where the purple tones in the V34 Color Corrector Serum kind of cancel out any yellow tones in your teeth so your smile appears brighter. And I just think this is a genius thing to do during the holiday season when you want that boost of brightness with your smile when you're heading out to all of your holiday parties. So great news for Breaking Beauty listeners. If you'd like to try it for yourself, you can visit highsmileteeth.com and use code SMILE for up to 50% off your order. Once again, use code SMILE at checkout for up to 50% off your order. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now, back to the show. So we're moving on to our topic of the day, which is this plastic surgery light trend. I was looking at a prominent plastic surgeon's Instagram from New York, but she's legit. I do trust her. And she was showing a bunch of before and afters of non-surgical rhinoplasty. And the results were just astounding. It was like, why would you ever go under the knife if you could get these results? Is it as easy as it seems? It's this sort of lunch hour treatment. What should people need to know if they're considering one option versus the other? For rhinoplasty. For rhinoplasty. All right. So let's begin with the name. I actually, one, almost, almost a third of my entire practice is noses. I have a real affinity for noses since I did my own nieces, all of my nieces' noses. Mm -hmm. So. Do they uh, get a discount? (laughs) <laughs> they, they sure as hell did. <laughs> Everyone's like, I want you to be my uncle. <laughs> I'm sure. So so let's uh, let's describe it first. That's called a liquid rhinoplasty, mm. which basically means that you use filler like Restylane or Juvederm or some substance that you inject into a product, mm. into a, uh, an anatomy, and it fills the space. So we have to be very clear as to what we're doing. So the answer is yes and no. So let me just describe the procedure first so then you understand my conversation afterwards. Certain issues, since I love noses, lend themselves to the possibility of using filler to correct it. Now remember, most patients come to a doctor about their nose and their number one complaint globally is my nose is too big. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a hook nose, whether it's too big a nostrils, the tip is too wide. Seldom they're coming and telling you, my nose is too small, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is I'm adding volume to your nose to make it look better. Wait, mm-hmm. I just told you my nose is huge. What do you mean you're <laughs> adding volume? You're going to add a CC, one CC of volume? Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So here within lies the key ingredient. So it, depending on what you're coming for, maybe you can camouflage, mm-hmm. not fix, not correct, not make go away, camouflage the deformity or the imbalance adding something the most ideal case where this does apply is i love my nose but i have a small hump Mm -hmm. and as a result of the small hump my nose looks a little hook like Mm -hmm. and i don't like it otherwise i love my nose Mm -hmm. and in that instance you can add volume filler to the top of your nose where it takes off between your eyes. And as you fill that, you create a straighter line and the contour of your nose, the profile becomes straight. Mm -hmm. That is a reasonable thing to do with filler. Mm -hmm. The problem is they are now, they being the people who don't necessarily do rhinoplasties. You come to me and I tell you you're a good candidate. That's reasonable. Why? Because I can provide you both options. And mm-hmm. therefore, I'm unbiased in that regard. Right. You go to your dermatologist, you're going to shove filler in your nose all day long. So here's the problems. Now they're pushing the envelope. Your nose is droopy. Let's put it in the tip. Your nose is this. And so what's happening is what can go wrong? First of all, you're shoving this filler into your nose. The nose has very, very, very delicate area like your eyelids. 
And you can cause compromise to the vasculature, I mean the blood supply. And there are people who have lost skin of their nose. It's called necrosis. Turns black. Just Google liquid rhinoplasty complications necrosis. Boom. You'll see it like, oh my God. Secondly, you can go blind. This is not an unknown entity because the blood vessels around the nose communicate to the eye. Mm -hmm. So I'm all for doing non-surgical things within the limits. But this is the reason I am an anti-non-surgical guy in general. Okay. Because they're in the hands of individuals who can offer you something else. Right. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is that this filler that goes in your nose over time, how does it go away? Well, I was just going to ask about migration as well. Migration is a very common concept. Mm -hmm. It goes away through inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. This stuff doesn't just magically vanish. Your body absorbs it. And I do a ton of filler in places, but you just have to be careful. And I, it's crazy how some sayings are so accurate. If it sounds too good to be true, (laughs) it's not good. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm all fine for liquid rhinoplasties, but I think the issue that we have you were basically your question was regarding non-surgical treatments. Mm-hmm. I think they've taken on way more trend than they actually are because it's lower entry. Mm-hmm. People have their guards down. The price point is easier. They're fooled to thinking that the complications are less. And they're like, fuck it. Let yeah. me try it. What could yeah. go wrong? Whereas if I say, let me fix your nose once and for all, rhinoplasty, boom, two hours, you're done, you're finished. <gasps> Oh no, rhinoplasty. But yet you're willing to shove some unknown because you don't even know what the goddamn filler is and there's 5,000 of them in your nose as if it's like no big deal, like it's mascara. Right. Mm -hmm. We have created that duality. I I have a question, a follow-up question, and I know you covered this on your podcast. Do fillers and neurotoxins enter the bloodstream? Well, I think that Yes and no. Botox and the handful of other neurotoxins or neuromodulators, you Mm -hmm. inject them, they're tiny liquid, it goes in, it attaches to the muscle, blocks the movement of the muscle. You don't move the muscle, hence you don't get wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Filler, volume, add, goes in, plumps up an area, and it can be a hundred different types of fillers. Mm-hmm. Generally, filler shouldn't enter the bloodstream. And as a result, when it does enter the bloodstream directly, that's when you get the necrosis. It blocks the vessel. So you mm-hmm. get like, you know, you have a blood clot that goes to the lungs or in your legs. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not a blood clot. It's a filler clot. And then it can cause blindness and necrosis. So when you put a lot of filler with a lot of pressure in an area, that's what can happen. And Botox, I'm sure, enters the bloodstream, but I don't think it has any ramifications. The reality is as follows. We have done now globally one gazillion Botox and one (laughs) quadrillion filler injections. And Mm -hmm. I tell you, if there was a 0.01 percentage that X, Y, and Z would happen, we're going to know about it. Yeah. And so we know more or less the majority of the things that can go sideways. Mm-hmm. The Botox in the bloodstream is not really an issue. And the injection of too much volume in the wrong place by the wrong person leads to the blood clot element that we discussed. Gotcha. So, and making headlines, are you doing a version of this, what they're calling face facelift light in your practice? And so, if so, how different, say, from five years ago is it? Plastic surgery is the world of marketing. Mm. So what we do is tomorrow, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to f- rename this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the Raban tip lift. Or yeah. vertical restore. Yeah, and then trademark it. Okay, yep. so what is it? Well, it's nothing. It's everything I was doing. I just I just need a new name for it. So I don't know what what face light is. Is it that they're doing a lesser facelift? Over to Carlene. I think so. I think it's like, you know, when baby Botox was the idea and it was like, well, with Botox, it was like, let's go more minimally, but more often. I think the facelift idea from what I read and what I gather is that you're doing it younger. So it's like late 40s, early 50s. So it's not the same as when somebody in their their 65 decides to come in. It's a Great question. You could probably take it from here. So great question. First of all, let's delete all gimmicky names. Mm -hmm. Let's just do that. Okay. For the, all of this is nonsense. What it is, is trends pick up and doctors want to make money. Understandably, nothing's wrong with that. And they come up with fancy cutesy Mm -hmm. names to do shit. Nothing new has been invented in the surgical world in nearly 60 years. All we've done is we rehash just like fashion when bell bottoms were like, Jesus Christ, they were like in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't reinvent it. We just mm-hmm. gave it a cuter name. Mm-hmm. It used to be that facelifts were done when? When did you do a facelift? I don't know, when you're 70. I mean, Jesus, you're not going to do a facelift until you're 70. Right. Why? Right. Why? Because that's what we decided. That was just, why did I do my niece's nose at 16? 
but my mom has a facelift at 75 because we said so. So what's happened in the last 10 years is the trend of facelifts is moving downwards. Mm-hmm. Down, 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 down. And now I'm doing facelifts in 47-year-olds. And the only difference is when you show up at 74, the three items I just discussed are at their dial 10. Right. When you show up at 49, they're at two. Mm-hmm. Right? We got that part. It's just not as bad off. And the difference is that when you do the same procedure, mm-hmm. you do less of it because there's less there to remove. Hence the facelift light, mm. hence the mini, hence the lunchtime, <laughs> hence the whatever you want to totally. hear because you are not mentally prepared for the word facelift. Right. So we're not stupid as surgeons. So when you come in, I have to dance around this. Mm-hmm. And if I say to you, oh, hey, yeah, you look great, but you just need a facelift. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for a facelift. I told my niece she needs a nose job. She was signed up in two seconds yeah. because that's already understood. So the facelift light mm-hmm. is basically a facelift. And the only difference is that, for example, what are the elements? The element is opening up an incision. The incision will be shorter. Mm. Because mm-hmm. you don't have as much skin. Right. When you lift the muscles underneath, you have less to lift. Yeah. When you remove the skin, you have less skin to remove. But the maneuvers, it's making a small cake versus a large cake. You don't delete steps in the recipe. Yeah. You just pour less salt, fewer eggs, a little less flour. Mm-hmm. And therefore the name. So we make these things. So, for example, common thing is like, and we call it a neck lift. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you'll tolerate a neck lift, but you won't tolerate the word face. Or you'll call it facelift light or a mini facelift, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that applies to everything. What I, what I don't understand is this trend of everybody getting a lower facelift. like Or just an upper facelift. So those, so those again, are terms that yeah. we've, we've decided we have to. So back in the day, facelift mm-hmm. meant facelift. The whole shebang. They did. So let's just divide the anatomy so everyone understands. Technically, you have one face. There's, yeah. It's not a border. There's no like, pow, pow, there's a lower face. No, we just arbitrarily decided yeah. your eyebrow, your upper eyelid, and your lower eyelid make up the upper face. Okay. Your cheek and south is your lower face. Okay? And back, does they all age the same. When you look at your neck and you're like, shit, this doesn't look good. You're 40-something usually, early to late 40s. You go look at your eyes. I guarantee you, your brows have started to settle and you got a little bit of excess eyelid skin and you got a puffiness under your eye. There is no one who can avoid it. Right. So in theory, you've aged naturally as one unit, depending on what bothers you, we'll break it up in the, I don't know, 80s. You come in and you just do a facelift, which meant fix your jowl, fix your mid face, this part of your cheek. Fix your lower eyelid, fix your upper eyelid, and fix your face. Ta-da! Fix your face. That's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But now we love to compartmentalize them. Mm-hmm. So we call lower face, a.k.a., which is basically a facelift of yes. today. Yeah. Today's facelift is the lower half. And then we call the rest of it a brow lift, right? an eyelid, and an eyelid. But when your mom and my mom had this shit done, it was called a facelift. We lifted your face. It was just how we decided right. to cluster them. Mm-hmm. So a lower facelift for most surgeons is the same as a regular facelift, which is the same as a neck lift, which is the same as a mini. And now we just added the upper part as their own entities. Okay. Like okay. a brow lift and an eyelid. But people are doing these separate. They might come in and just get an upper, like just yes, the top Yeah. So done. for example, very common for me is, The trend tends to be is this. I think that the average person, you know, as I said, I'm turning 50. So I see a lot of people that are the same age as me. Someone will come in and they're 46. Mm -hmm. They're like, first thing they're going to notice is I'm putting on my eye makeup. It's starting to get all weird and smudging and I don't really like it. And I have this kind of, we call it hooding. So one of the first things we do in terms of aging is we go for the eyebrow and upper eyelid. Mm -hmm. We lift the brow up. We just a little bit, not this Bella Hadid ponytail thing, although she looks amazing. That's the same procedure, now turned to 12, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everything is the same. We just lift up your brow through your hair, and then we take a little bit of skin out. Oh my God, you look so refreshed. Yeah. Then the next thing is, huh, what's all that puffiness <laughs> under your eyes? And we address that. Whack-a-mole. Often, <laughs> yeah, o- often, often, 
It's a few years later, because again, this is just what's trendy. Mm-hmm. A few years later, now your eyelids look fresh and you're clean and you're in your early 40s. Towards your late 40s now, because of the trends on social media, you'll start contemplating this mini facelift thing because yes, naturally, your neck is also catching up. Yeah. yeah. So you can divide these things and do them all a cart. Okay. They're not like- I'm, I'm going to get real crass. Is it, is it cheaper? Is it more economical? It is always better to do everything at once for a thousand reasons. Number one, all surgical procedures are inconvenient. It's a pain in the ass. You got to take off work. You got to get help. You're going to lose revenue from whatever you do. You got to mm-hmm. ask your friend's family to help you. Your kids are going to be pissed because mommy or daddy's not available. Yada, yada. Secondly, whatever economic impact that has, it's going to happen twice or three times if you split it up. Mm-hmm. Next, you're one and done and move on with your life. And as opposed to have to do it, recover and do it again. And aesthetic-wise, which is cheaper for me to go from point A to point C in a cab or get in my cab, go from point A to B, get out, call another cab and go from B to C. Every time you start the cab, oh. there's a, a price you pay for right. starting the cab. Yeah. And so in general, within reason, you want to do all your crap at once. I had four kids, breastfed them, lost 30 pounds. I'm vegan. I do Pilates. I'm kicking ass. I got saggy breasts. I lost all my volume. My belly is not the same. I just, I hate the way my core and body look. Mommy makeover. That's where the coin term comes from. Mm-hmm. Fix your breasts, fix your belly, et cetera. And the same is true of faces. Mm-hmm. You have this collection that has moved together. Mm-hmm. So if you can afford it and you're not afraid of it, it is ideal to do these things together yeah. just the way it is. Okay. So, I mean, right. let's talk economic. Are we, yeah, like, Absolutely. are we talking... $80,000 to do a facelift these days? Yeah, are we talking, talking? 20000 So we have to first it? define. Facelift isn't just the bottom half. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm talking about... The whole shebang. The whole shebang. I'm coming in at 49. I You've just sold give me the, Just give me the lift. The whole shebang. Yeah. So unlike, unlike breasts and noses and certain other things that are very reasonably tight in price, facelifts, because there's this cachet, this sex appeal, can be like... 70, 60 grand for the whole shebang. I'm talking the brow, the eyelid. The yeah, eyelid. Yeah. And the next thing you know, like 487,000. What? The, what, what? A house? I have a celebrity who came, who came to me. She had gone to someone else also. And then I happened to know her on a friend basis. Mm-hmm. She came to me last. And then she brought me the quote from one of these guys in Beverly Hills. I was, I, I was, I had to go to my office manager. I was like, we're doing something wrong. Here. <laughs> what the, f- what is this? This is insane. Because you can just, charge whatever the hell you want for facelifts right. and then you okay. create some name for it. You don't have that kind of craziness with a breast reduction. Okay. Right. You can't just charge $100,000 for a breast reduction. Mm. It's like, why? But if you say I'm charging $100,000 for my facelift, oh, it's yeah. a Dr. So-so facelift. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. But I would say to you, if the whole shebang, yeah, you're looking at 50 plus. Yeah. Okay. Understood. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Miracles. So we definitely want to put Cell Story by Beyond Miracles on everyone's radar. This is a treatment that Jill and I had done when we were in LA and it just kind of blew our hair back. So think of it like liquid microneedling. There's no numbing, no blood. There's no actual needles and no downtime. So it's a lot less invasive, but you're getting the same or better results as you would get with traditional microneedling. So I know it sounds incredible. The whole technology comes from K-Beauty, of course, kings of innovation. Cell Story also offers an at-home version. It's called Miracle Talks. Both of them use this patented micro spear technology. They're essentially microscopic liquid needles that they get from freshwater grown sponges. And really, when you have the treatment done, it starts out as a cream. It's being massaged into your face. And then it kind of miraculously transforms once it's pressed into your skin. And it creates those channels that give you the ingredient penetration that microneedling is so revered for. So you can learn more about it. We have a full-length episode that we did with celebrity esthetician Crystal Coro. You can go back in our archives and find it. I felt like my skin was more even toned. I had a smoother texture after a couple of days. I'm already booked for another treatment. And you should also know that those products are clinically proven to help improve the appearance of pigmentation, fine lines, elasticity, pore size. And they can also be used on active breakouts. I know that's not always the case, whether your skin's sensitive, dry, 
you have rosacea, all skin types can use it. So if you want to check it out, try the professional service. You can visit beyond-miracles.com to learn more and find a provider in your area. They also have a promo code. If you want to try the at-home system, use code beauty and you're going to get 20% off your first Beyond Miracles order at beyond-miracles.com. This next sponsor is a sparkly one, the Natural Diamond Council. So did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks and are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. The positive impact of natural diamonds, it's widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So the next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. Once again, naturaldiamonds.com. Now, back to the show. All righty. Now, we hear about preventative Botox. So, you know, this idea that maybe if you're doing it sooner, it's going to be better in the long run. Is there an ideal age to get a facelift? You know, to your point, if people are getting it at 47 or whatever, is that advantageous or are they going to end up getting one twice? Like what's, what's the great, deal great with that? comments. I, I, like I said, before we got on there, your questions are spot on. These are the best questions I've ever asked. Clip so, it, Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So let's answer the first question. There is nothing essentially that's preventative. The only thing that even comes close to that. So we have preventative, and then we have treatment. Treatment is mm-hmm. something's wrong, I fixed it. Preventative is as a result of taking this, I won't need that. But what we have is Botox and Botox is the only item that's delayative. Mm-hmm. I use the word delayative. You're going to get the wrinkles. You're going to get old. You're going to look like your grandmother. The only difference is your grandmother looked like your grandmother at 65 mm-hmm. and you look like your grandmother at 87 because you haven't moved your muscles mm-hmm. 4,466 times. Mm-hmm. Everything else is treatment. I think we need to talk about the neck stuff because that it feels like there's a lot of interest. I have a personal interest. I'm biased. I'm going to cop to that. But I do think that's a lot of conversation right now is people are looking for non-surgical ways or to do this. And there does seem to be a lot of options. There's Kybella. There's cool sculpting. There's all therapy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. You said it all correct. What are the options short of 50 grand? Right. So. There are 4,375 items on the market for neck tightening. Why? Because none of them work. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. There is, I'm on Shark Tank, and I came up with the solution for hair loss. And I have data and science, and I've proven it, and I show you examples, and it works. That is a $1 trillion business. I won't have to ask for anyone's help. It will sell itself. So ask yourself, just wonder, just as a business person, why are Mm -hmm. there so many things on the market and none of them are crushing it? Mm -hmm. Why why is Botox crushing it? Because Mm -hmm. Botox works and there is nothing like it. Yeah. Nothing. No surgery, no nothing will make your wrinkles go away because it's very specific science. Mm -hmm. There is no, and I underscore, none of this next shit will ever truly work. Why? Because the anatomy is as such. What makes the neck unattractive? You got to start with the anatomy and work backwards. There are three things that make the anatomy look unattractive. Let's start with the attractive anatomy we like. Angelina, cue up Angelina Jolie. Wow, holy shit. What makes her jaw look amazing? A lot of bone, a big mandible. She cut off her head and you'd be like, what dude is that? She's got a man's (laughs) jaw. Secondly, she's got a lot of space underneath her neck, means her chin to her Adam's apple is like that far away. Mm-hmm. Most people, you and me, have a short distance. We don't have a lot of distance anatomically. So it's beautiful jaw, long distance, tight skin, no fat. 
So let's cue to what we don't like. We don't like A, skin. B, fat. C, no anatomy, no jaw. So those are the three elements. So when you go, notice all of the devices are going after what? Fat. Let's remove fat. Let's remove fat. Why don't we remove the fat? Shall we remove the fat? Okay, let's remove the fat. Now, what's left behind when the fat is gone? Skin, usually, and your crappy anatomy, meaning you don't have a really strong jaw. So these devices are excellent in a very tiny subset of individuals, but they're being sold as the holy grail to neck problems because the alternative correction is opening up the neck, getting the fat out, tightening the muscles, and redraping the skin beautifully. And if you look at a good before and after of a neck done surgically, it will crush anything close to any of these other procedures. I'm not suggesting that everyone go get a neck lift or a facelift. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you the distinction is not, well, maybe you don't want a Ferrari. Maybe you're okay with a Lexus. No, we're talking tricycle <laughs> versus Lamborghini. We're, right. not, we're not talking... Everyone's like, well, you know, you're pushing. No, 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 no. If there is an item that is close, even, even C grade versus A grade, and you're okay with a C grade, high five. You don't need to. Everyone doesn't need to be a right. supermodel. But this is not the way it works. And so what happens is when there are lots of people in the market trying to do a money grab, by definition, it tells you none of them are working. Right. Because one will be the clear leader without a shadow of a yeah. doubt. So that is why I'm explaining to you that you can't just walk into a spa, have one of these radio frequency wands done. But my neck looks amazing. Yeah. I look like Angela. Jo it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. OK, we have time for one question. One more Fire question. Away. I'm all ears. Let's we're, we're in the fall of 2023. We're looking ahead to 2024. What's trending? What are you seeing? Let's hear it. I think the biggest trend that you have now just highlighted is the notion of people starting Facial rejuvenation at an earlier age. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest shift in this last probably two to three years. Historically, you want to get your nose done. My niece is 16. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Oh, you want to get, for example, breast dog. Okay, straightforward. Tummy tuck. I had three kids. Nobody ever questioned these things. But now you're walking in as a 43-year-old, mm -hmm. whereas literally five years ago, you kind of just like shoved some filler in and did a little couple of machines. And you just sat there and waited for this, just waited for <laughs> your moment <laughs> till your name was called up at 56, you know, 58. Yeah. Now we have changed the paradigm. It's not because we created any new procedures. Yeah. It's because we changed the conversation around mm -hmm. what's acceptable and not for younger people to do. And that we can attribute 100% to social media. I was just going to say, it's also like we're, Social media, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. if you think back to, like, the Victorian era, people looked at themselves in a lake once every month. Like, you didn't know what you really looked like. And so now all we do is look at ourselves on our phone or on Zoom or on this camera, and you just hyperfixate, so you know? So the death of humanity, <laughs> the death of humanity is social media. Yeah. And the reason is less so because you see yourself, mm -hmm. more so because you see other people. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is we've created a world of false FOMO. The thing you're missing out isn't even real. So it takes a degree higher. Before it was, you couldn't see yourself. Then a mirror was invented. Yes. Then you went to parties and socialized. So you were only comparing yourself to the few people around you. Then magazines came. Then billboards came. Then TV came. Again, limited. But the minute you started having 4 million images forced down your throat from whom you were comparing, and then you added filters and Photoshop it was over mm -hmm. because now you're looking at that girl or that guy comparing yourself, which is what we do. And instead of seeing one of them, you see thousands of them and they all look happy. They're all skinny. They have perfect skin. They have tiny waist, big boobs and big butts. And they're not even that way. Yeah. And then it's over. It's completely eroded your sense of self. Mm -hmm. So if you're a normal person, which I assume we all are, you're just kind of running around with a little kind of a haze over you about your self-esteem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if, let's say, 25% of humanity, you're depressed, you're anxious, you're disappointed. Or you're young and vulnerable. Right, which, which, which by the way, it's affecting adults as well as young people. Mm -hmm. You're just, you just are unhappy. Mm -hmm. And you can't put your finger on it. But the fact of the matter is you just don't like yourself. Mm -hmm. I have a little bit of a bigger microphone in that I, I contribute to the alteration. Mm -hmm. 
And so I feel like, okay, I created the podcast for that. You know, Mm -hmm. that was the reason I kind of got frustrated, irritated, aggravated. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, oh my God. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just, I'll just talk into a microphone. I'm sure somebody will listen. Mm -hmm. And so I created this podcast specifically to address that global concept, which is the transparency of our industry, the Mm -hmm. good, the great, the terrible, the awful, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I think that you're absolutely right. And I think that, that, you know, you just have to, you just have to tread more carefully today Mm -hmm. and have a sense of self. You could do something and come out and be like, wow, I look great. And for the most part, I'd say that I feel proud that my patients are, their lives are significantly improved as a result of the little thing we do or the big thing we do. But I I think that 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 sword can cut you both ways. Mm -hmm. I try to spend time with each patient kind of, you know, when a patient comes to me and I do their consults, most consults are done by the coordinator. It's 10 minutes. Who cares? What do you want to have done? Let's do it. I'm sitting there asking you questions and I start hearing words like symmetry, natural perfection. I have these buzzwords that are not allowed to be said in my office. Mm. Then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. There is no such thing as symmetry. You're asymmetric. When I'm done, I have this thing on my chart. I write, you will be 100% asymmetric when we're done. (laughs) Like your nostrils will absolutely not match, right? Your nipples will be off. Like that's just reality. You'll just be better version of that. Well, it's like part basis. therapy, yeah. I'm sure, too, yeah. when yeah. you're in there, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been enlightening. Well, and glad. and I just want to say on the record, everybody, do whatever you want. Don't do anything if you don't want. Aging Nobody is needs to do anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.